Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. Your hosts are Eric Estep and Scott Reevely, two pastors who found people in their church unable to talk to one another about politics in this last election cycle. This podcast is our attempt to do something about that. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, welcome back to the City on a Hill podcast. My name is Eric Estep. I'm Scott Reevely. And we are excited to talk again with you uh, during this episode last time, well, the last four times, actually. We were chatting through a theology of the kingdom to describe um, how we should think about uh, our kingdom citizenship. We talked through creation, fall, redemption, restoration. So those are the last four podcasts in your feed. And if you haven't gone to those, you should check those out. That's a helpful foundation and a helpful framework to think about how to live in the city as one who is a citizen of the kingdom. But today, we're going to get a little bit more specific um, because the pragmatics of it are, what, what do we do with that? <laughs> how, do we, how do we actually uh, translate that into action in the real world? And we're going to jump into some specific verses to address that and, and going to be in the New Testament today. So where should we start, Scott? Well, probably the go-to passage for uh, Christians interacting with government is Romans 13, uh, which says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is a servant of God, an avenger, who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes for the authorities or ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. And so I say that's a go-to passage because it's, I think, maybe the longest that deals with the topic written to a church about how to... um, live with their government, but specifically written to the Roman church about how to uh, live with the Roman government. Mm. And, uh, you know, there are things that I don't like. I'm sure there are things that people listening don't like about our government. But if given 100 choices, I would choose our government 100 times over what they had to deal with. Mm. And the it seems to me that the, the the statement is really clear. I mean, as clear as you can make it, let every person be subject to governing authorities. Um, the reason for that is theological, because there is no authority except from God. 
uh, and those that exist have been instituted by God. And that's, um, that's one of the things that has been a real struggle, frankly, in this last year with the pandemic and masks and distance and all of the shutdowns and everything is to realize, you know, <laughs> the governor, our governor, other governors are not acting on their own behalf alone. Uh, they are not independent agents. They happen to be under the authority delegated to them by God. And so, you know, I, that, that does a couple things for me. Number one, if I don't like what they're doing, it gives me an avenue of appeal. I right. can, I mean, that makes me pray, <laughs> makes me, it makes me deal with God rather than deal with the government, at least at this level. When you can, you can talk to God about his servant who may be frustrating you to a great degree. Right. And God, what, you know, he's working for you. What do you, right. what you, is he doing what you want him to do? What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, those kind of conversations. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's, that's one thing. But the other thing is I have to recognize that when God's talking about authority and he's talking about what he's instituted, that my response to authority is a theological uh, response. I have to say I'm responding to this authority as I would respond to God, because ultimately, you know, there is there is a very close link. This person is working for God, instituted by God. Mm. Um, and I say that because, uh, you know, it's, uh, what is it, Proverbs, uh, I think, 21, that says the heart of the king um, is in the hand of God. It's like a stream of water. He just turns it wherever he wants. It's not a big deal. It is not a big deal for God to change the government. He's been doing that for all of human history. And so I get all in a knot about, you know, what I like or what I don't like and what I want to do and what I don't want to do and what my freedom, what's infringing upon my freedoms. And the reality is that if God did not want this governor to do this, the governor would be doing otherwise. If God did not govern this governor, shall I say it that way, that's probably mm. better. That's good. God is governing the governor so that uh, what God's purposes in the world are getting done. Now, you know, there are a lot of purposes that I don't understand for masks and distance and, you know, economic shutdowns and all the things that we've endured this last year. But my guess is it goes way, way beyond, you know, the government infringing on my right not to wear a mask mm. you know i don't think that that is anywhere near the top of the list of what god's doing in this pandemic and i can say what god is doing in the pandemic what god is doing through all of these you know uh, governmental guidelines because i think that's the that's the theological line that you can trace through these texts to say that God is doing something through the government. I mean, that's what Paul's trying to communicate here. Mm. Be in subjection, not just for God's wrath, but for the sake of conscience, um, because these guys are ministers of God. And, um, 
they are serving God. I mean, minister to God is what, I mean, there's several words in here that we throw around all the time that are normal words. Ministers of God, that's what the Apostle Paul said he was. Right. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, hold, hold that in your hand for a little bit and just ponder that. <laughs> yeah, what, what level is, you know, Governor Brown or was President Trump or is President Biden serving God? I mean, the Bible seems to indicate that's what they're doing. The other thing you've got is let every person be subject to governing authorities. You know, the word subject is the same uh, word that uh, we have in the New Testament about wives be submissive to your husbands or um, the church be you know, submissive to Christ. I mean, and if you're going to sort of spend this on the government to say, what what submissive here means is hold them accountable or what submissive here means is don't let them get out of their lane you know that's not what it means in other places that it's talking about it right you know that's not the job of a wife to a husband necessarily uh, that's not the job of the church to jesus and so or yeah, or not even doing what jesus was doing in the garden with the father to put even oh. a finer point on it, that's not that's not the posture that Jesus had in the garden when he was being submissive, but he wasn't he wasn't calling the Father to account and and uh, desiring he get in his own lane. I mean that that's such a stretch of that word; it just doesn't. Well, well, not just not just the Father, but I mean, you think about so since you went to Jesus, <laughs> I mean, think about that. Were there ever? Um, governmental authorities that were more wrong than they were in crucifying Jesus. Mm. I mean, Pilate, by his own admission, said, I'm um, <laughs> going to wash my hands of this because it's wrong, but crucify him anyway. I mean, they were completely wrong. And here is Jesus, and what does he do? He doesn't say, you know, Pilate, is going to be held accountable or whatever. I mean, he he makes the same connection, actually, Rome 13 connection, that says, you know, when Pilate, when Pilate says, don't you know I have the authority to release you? <laughs> Jesus said, you wouldn't have any authority, except it was delegated to you by my father. Hmm. And so, I mean, we I don't think that we, we really get that. Um, and so it's a, um, I, I think there's a pretty high call for us to be submissive on these kinds of matters. Um, now, the, the reason I'm saying this is that I, I think there are two issues here, and it goes back to what we talked about before. The, the, the first issue is I'm trying to make a, a Bible issue, a church issue, a Christian issue, but when I have that conversation with the people, what I hear back is an American issue. Like, like but a we don't rights conversation or something. Right? Like that. Yeah, we don't live. We don't live in in the first century with Rome. Okay, we we get a say. We get a say because we, you know um, we can vote. We can you know protest. We have all these rights exactly that they didn't have in the first century. And. You know, <laughs> I don't think that makes any difference. 
You know, I mean, I I think what what Jesus is doing with his kingdom is he's building a transnational kingdom so that it doesn't matter whether you're in China or in the United States or in um, South Africa. Your allegiance to Jesus, you know, shapes the way that you approach the government, just like, and you would follow Jesus in the way that Jesus approached the government. It's not like, oh, but I'm different than Jesus. If anyone's different, Jesus is different. And even he is submissive. Well, and I, I think that appeal, we're talking about the church issue or an American issue. Like we Americans have a lot of rights and, and we have both said, we like this place. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if, if we're going to pick a government, a country we, we belong to, we, we, we pick this one. Um, it's great. This place, this lesser institution allows us to do more than scripture allows us to do. And the governor for our character and our actions and our um, engagement should be scripture, not this lesser institution that gives us more latitude than scripture does. And that appeal to, well, we have rights to, I I can scream at someone and it's okay. Like, no, it might be okay over here in this, this little institution we call America because of freedom of speech or whatever, but that's not the governor of your actions. That should be scripture. That should be the character of Jesus. Well, there, you know, there, and there's a sense in which, um, you know, th- this is the kind of thing I, th- I'm, I was hoping we'd get to talk about, actually, because this is where it's a challenge. This is where the nuance is. This is where the, the, the nub of the problem is. If if you want something changed, you know, our system of government in, in the United States and in Oregon is way better mm. than trying to change it in China. And so, yes, you can go for it. There's a difference between going for it. You know, I mean, you and I were just talking about writing a letter to the mayor about something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I may do that. Uh, and that's my prerogative. And I don't think I'd get in trouble if I did. That's all great. But the the difference, <laughs> the difference is I'm going to do that because I think it's the right thing to do. Um, and but this this whole idea that my rights are being taken away therefore as a christian i need to protest mm. i need to have some level of rebellion or you know lack of submission because i'm a christian and so so you've got this this the the nub of the problem is um am i informed by being a christian or am i informed by being an american mm. and you know, I th- I think if you're informed by being a Christian, the the weight is to be submissive. The weight of the evidence in Scripture is you're going to be submissive. If I'm informed primarily by being an American, then I think I can have my say. And and the fact that we live and we have both of those things going on simultaneously, essentially, we've just got to decide which is going to be primary for us. Which are we gonna? Which right. are we gonna go on record as saying, "I'm going to submit to the government, even though I don't like it," or am I gonna go on the record as saying, "Listen, you can't do this to me"? And you know, there are a lot of Americans <laughs> these days saying, "You can't do this to me," 
our country was born by the colonists saying, you can't do this to me. That's, that's the nature of being American that I do not think that is the nature of being Christian. Right. right. And for, for me, that's the nub of the problem. And it's just right there, pretty much as clear as it can be in Romans 13. And, um, and I, I always take great comfort in the fact that, that we're here to be subject to governing authorities and he happens to be Nero yeah that uh, he god must have god have must have something in mind for me when i've just got you know governor brown or president biden i mean i i got small potatoes compared to nero thank right. you very much so yeah, if, if we're if we're talking about the the emperor who lit the roadways with the bodies of christians that yeah, yeah we're doing okay here <laughs> the we, we've dealt with all contingencies if we're talking about submitting to even that type of authority. Um, yeah, there, does, there, there, it, are no, uh, there are no caveats. It does seem to be a pretty hard sell to say, okay, we need to speak up against this mm-hmm. when, you know, when he's talking about Nero uh, in, in Rome 13. So anyway, that's, that's I guess, just really the first and text that you would go to it is in in the 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 thing is so hard about that is that the i think when paul's writing it he's saying you there there are christian reasons there are theological reasons for you to be submissive and that is that is why i'm pressing it on you as a christian and so you know i don't want to be submissive any more than the next person but I I do want to be submissive to Jesus and to the scriptures. And I think that's the call that they place in the church. Hmm. I agree. So that might be a good place to call it a wrap for today. And um, there's lots more texts that are a lot shorter. And um, we can talk about them another time maybe. Well, yeah, we'll do that. We'll go to the next. We'll, we'll save it for, for some more conversations later. So, friends, I hope that is helpful. Um, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us. Ratings are helpful. Reviews are helpful. If you find what we're doing helpful and informative and even discipling for you, um, a review would go a long way to getting this to other people. And, and share it. Share it with your friends. Um, that that would be that'd be good. If you have questions, send them to podcast at newlifenw.com. And we're going to look forward to our next conversation.